Hello and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Muir and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who is still hard at work on his Italian man bun. <laughs> Dude, you know, thanks man. I'm Blake. Uh the I think I have pretty good hair. Um, you do that awesome particular. St- thank you, thank you. That particular style of bun, it makes whatever cool hair you have look bad. <laughs> that that is that is just a bad bad top knot. Like look, man, just no thanks. I've seen a few people do it, and uh, I have never seen it look good. Never. No, no, it, it doesn't look good on on women. <laughs> like that's just no. not, that's just not a flattering thing for your hair to do. And it's always it seems like people with curly hair do it more than like uh like people with straight hair. But man, what a bad look. But yeah, I'll I'll keep my buns nice and loose and sloppy. How about that? And, <laughs> and that's a, isn't that a saying too? Like when you're gonna get down and do like dirty work, like in the yard. So you like, you're going to put your hair up, right? And that's what yeah, they say. Put, pin your hair back, pull your, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, and, and what makes it harder for, for you, if you were to do the man, the Italian man, but is a, uh, not Italian. So it makes it even harder to get. Appropriation. It would be racist. <laughs> it would be incredibly racist. Um, <laughs> this is our last episode before uh, Christmas. So uh, oh. you done, you done with your, your Christmas shopping? Uh, You know, no. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, we... just barely. I, I I was pretty good this time around. I, I all the people I I cared to do get things for, uh, I did that pretty early. Um, but I, there's like a few minor things. I, I I'm gonna dash to Las Cruces tomorrow and uh, pick up some pick up some stuff. But minor minor issues minor issues. I, I know I can easily get it, so it's all good. Yeah, we we thought we were done like the first week, and then over the course of the every every week since we've been like, oh yeah, we gotta get this, we gotta get that. Mm-hmm. Um. I've gotten actually a pretty pretty cool haul at haul at work. Um, today, someone gave me a um, breakfast of Ch- breakfast of champions by Kurt Vonnegut. So someone gave me I that. Love book. that book. One of my favorite. Yeah, books. amazing book. Phil, like his great writing and his art. So like, yes. <laughs> really good stuff. That's the so, Kilgore Trout, right? That's the Kilgore, Kilgore Trout story. Yeah, yeah, that's my. Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones. Uh, yeah, some some dude who like wants to be him or like leaves his writings like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that that's really good. One. Someone gave me that. Um, last week, someone gave me uh, and it's stuff that I asked for. Um, someone gave me a, a PlayStation gift card, so mm. that's awesome because video games are expensive. So that's cool. Yes, they are. Today, I got a a um, Starbucks gift card. I never go to Starbucks, not because I don't like it, because it's so fucking expensive. So yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> that's awesome to get a Starbucks gift card. I could definitely use that. Fuck yeah. I didn't get the Britney Spears book that I had put on my list because I think that would look great <laughs> in a bookshelf. But um, uh, <laughs> as I told you last week, I did get a knife with a seven inch blade. So That's pretty awesome stuff. Pretty great, <laughs> There's something about getting a new knife, right? Like I love, I love a new knife. A new I, every, every, every single day I, I, I mess around with it. Like <laughs> I haven't actually put it to use yet, but yeah. No, I'm, it's I'm, okay. You'll find a use for it. Oh yeah. I can't, I can't wait to, to, to stab somebody. um there's a lot of end of the year though there's actually a a lot of new stuff happening yeah even in in horror and genre you always figure like yeah you know in october there's gonna be a lot but after that what is there to say but so godzilla minus one is getting like crazy good reviews people are putting it on best of list it's making all kinds of money like it's it's Uh. um it's I mean, it's hard to say that Godzilla is becoming a phenomenon because he's kind of always he's always lingering around, always. Yeah. 
But um, Godzilla minus one is getting now. This is only in Japan for the time being, but I'm pretty sure it's going to come over to the, the side of the ocean. But Godzilla minus one minus color is coming out, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a black and white version of Godzilla minus one. I still have to see Godzilla minus one, but a black and white version. I mean, just based just the trailer alone, a black and white version of it. Man, I'm totally down for that. Oh yeah, dude! Like the uh, it's funny like. I know that movie's doing really well, but I've seen, I know for a fact, one of my friends went to go see it and they were the only people in the theater. So it's like, it's having this, like, I, I guess it's like just kind of regional. I, I do you, does El Paso feel like a Godzilla town to you? I know you liked it growing up, but like, you know, it's not it, really, it doesn't feel like it because, uh, so Regina went and saw it, but I mean, she oh. likes dinosaurs and monsters <laughs> and stuff. Like that. So like, that's kind of a, kind of not a good, good, good example. But, um, <laughs> sure. I, I I don't know of anybody who's like, I haven't heard anybody who's seen here. Like I, I see all these yeah. reviews online and stuff, but yeah, that's, you know what? Really good point. I don't, no one has told me that they've seen that movie. I've more people have told me they've seen oh. Napoleon than yeah. minus one, which is really weird. Yeah, no, I know a couple people have seen, it. I don't think the other person had that experience, but I know, I know one person did for sure, but it's a, it's a cool, it looks awesome. It really does look like a cool movie. Great reviews. I think uh, if you ever saw the uh, black and white cut of, uh, Fury Road. I got to go see that in the theater at Alamo Draft House, and man, that was fucking badass. So I hope they do because that might be the thing that, like, I, not that I, I should go go see minus one, but um, I might definitely go see the black and white thing just because what a cool what a cool concept. Yeah, it's a really cool concept, and uh, I mean, it's Godzilla. So like, we we talked about how we weren't fans of the the the, the Millie Bobby Brown ones. But um, yeah. I don't know. There's just something about a Godzilla. I, I I've seen those to that. I, I didn't go to theaters to see those movies. But this yeah. one is just um, I, that's cool. I'm really glad a lot of people have gone out to support the movie. Um, with me with the holidays and everything, it's just been something super difficult for me. But mm -hmm. uh, kind of to your point, like um, yeah, I'll definitely see it. When, I, at least I I'd say that I'm definitely gonna see the black <laughs> and white version of right. it. But right. when we talked about the trailer on here, and I didn't even think about it when we saw the trailer, but you mentioned like yeah, it has this like horror feel to it like mm -hmm. like godzilla has a horror feel to it and that's the very first thing that regina said when she saw it. she was like godzilla is it's the scariest godzilla she has ever seen and she's seen like almost all of them, oh, well, all of them. dude but then that's that sounds great that sounds super great all yeah, right so, yeah, sign me up for that man okay. yeah can't wait to see it um one movie that uh i i i really think we should cover orphan first kill Regina and I saw it as a we were just like oh this is gonna be like so so bad that it's good type of thing Orphan First Kill is a genuinely good movie I you know I would say it's better than than the first one honestly and that might not be high praise depending on what you think of the first Orphan movie yeah. but did you like the first one I liked it I thought it was okay. I didn't like I love it. it. I know it has like this kind of cult following, but I, it's fine. It's a perfectly good movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's it. I, I'm same boat as you. Like it, I, I liked it. It's not like I'm like you know top of list or I don't have like fond memories of it type of thing. Mm -hmm. But like yeah, I liked it. It was fine. But first kill was really good. Really, really good. good. And a part of that is because of the uh, such low expectations and the fact that <laughs> it has some great performances. Like Julia Stiles is amazing in it. But man it, we haven't i haven't seen her i used to love her yeah exactly like she just kind of sprung up in this movie and then it's an amazing there's all these there's like these crazy twists in it like there's character motivations in it like character art. really it's, like, okay. it's this really but it's a horror movie like it yeah. doesn't pretend that it's not it's a movie mm, about good. a grown woman playing a child 
Like, and it doesn't pretend that it's anything more than that. Like, uh, but it, it just does things that you would never expect for it to do. It's by that we talked about Lord of Misrule on here, a little folklore movie that looks really cool, directed by the mm -hmm. same guy. Uh, but Orphan 3 is coming out based on the success of Orphan First Kill. We won't have to wait another 13 years or whatever there was between First Kill and Orphan. This is going to become, isn't, there isn't a release date on it yet, but they're at work on it right now. So Orphan 3. I am completely on board for it. And this time it is not ironically. Like I really want to see this movie. Yeah, no, cool. Uh so now I need to see first kill. I totally avoided that movie for you know, just why would I why would I watch that? But no, yeah. now, now I gotta see it. Okay. Yeah, I, I would highly suggest to it. I, I think it's on Paramount Plus right now, but I think we we'll, we'll cover it for the show. I think oh we, quick we, aside, <laughs> you know what else I found out might be getting a sequel? What's that? Um uh Pat and I uh we're 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 Baldur's Gate 3. Just we're in it. We're just it's just taking over our lives. Apparently, I think both and I both you and I were uh, fond of the the recent movie with uh, Chris Pine and everything. It sounds yeah. like while that didn't do great, you know, I think it it was kind of like not a huge success, but I think it did just well enough that Chris Pine is saying that he can get a production group to do a, a lower version, a lower budget uh sequel. So, that sounds exciting if if you're into that sort of that one's really fun. I think it got caught. Like, I think it was like the release schedule of it. I, I think agree. there was a lot going on around it. Like, I think like Guardians came out around it or Super yeah. Mario or something. I think like it was that. Super Mario. Yeah, I think it was Super Mario. Yeah. I think it was in a month where, um, and this is just movies in, in general. Remember, like, like the, the term blockbuster is based on Jaws because they really, they literally mm -hmm. busted the block. Like, it would be lined up around. Like, remember when there's only like two blockbusters a year? Yeah. And you would look forward, you'd be like, oh, Jurassic Park's coming out. Like, Next summer, that's the movie I'm going. Now yeah. there's one like every week. Well, but are they? Like that's <laughs> the thing, right? Like they're not, not anymore. I hate to say it, but we fucking called it, dude. I think I was being a huge pessimist, and I think I said that the Marvels was going to be the worst release in the history of their little Marvel verse, and I was right, dude. That yeah. fucking movie bombed. <laughs> it's that movie bombed like shit so like what was the big blockbuster this year oppenheimer and barbie i guess that was the two big barbie ones, right? yeah and 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 barbie and, basically barbie. barbie like and what 10 15 years ago for sure 20 years ago barbie would have been like the only blockbuster that came out this year yeah. like the dungeons and dragons movie would probably come out next year mm -hmm. mission impossible would have come out last oh, year yeah. like like and and maybe maybe one other would come out in in Christmas type of thing like um I don't know maybe yeah. the Wonka would still be on the calendar like that oh, yeah. but they yeah. used to schedule out their blockbusters so well and yeah the MCU we don't really talk about that much on here anymore but I mean we can do a whole podcast on how that I mean who who would listen to that because no one's watching them not but, me <laughs> but no no I mean and. We used to be such big fans of them, but I I, oh, I yeah. saw Guardians. I haven't seen the Marvels. I haven't seen Loki, and I really love the season one of it. What if I think comes out like this Friday? I think first season. Is that really right? Cool. Okay, I like What If. I'll, I'll check that out. What, what if, if was cool. I'm like, I, I told myself I was going to watch Loki, and I haven't gotten around to it. But no, I mean either. the MCU is just and and then the other big news. If I mean MCU wise, is Jonathan Majors has been dropped. So. Oh, he's see you later, dude. Fucking that just guy's like career is over. Oh yeah, he's he's done. He's, he's done so, and like, and fucking... King was like a great character. I mean, and this I'm not saying like, oh yeah, they should forgive all that. I'm saying like, no. they had something that could have, I think, helped their 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 franchise because things, even before the Marvels and all things were getting kind of like the, the fatigue that everyone's talked about for like the past five years had finally settled in. But he looked like that 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 was like a bright 
the, the light at the end of the tunnel. That looked like he could yeah. be that, but uh, ah, it's such a shame, man. It, it, it is such a shame. It's just it's a shame that he's a piece of shit, is what I'm saying. That sucks. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, hurt. I'm not like, oh, fucking Marvel's not going to make billions no. of dollars. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't give a shit. But like, he. You hear about cool... your entertainment? Yeah, yeah, I was entertained by. I thought yeah. he was. A, I I thought he was a good actor, and I thought the character at yeah. times was really intriguing. Ah, who knows, man? I think it's all kind of fucked and up in the air now. But um, I don't know. I I hope Blade maybe maybe Blade will be. Cool. Hey, you know what? Yeah, and maybe they can try to stop interconnecting everything. And yeah, quit, cut yeah, cut the bullshit. Cut I mean, the bullshit. they Just make some good movies, man. What they did with the Infinity Saga, that amazing. They did it for so long. They connected so many properties, and it worked. I mean, it was really it was convoluted. Luckily. But... Yeah, they they got through it all. There was no, they were able to afford it. The, no one got into any legal trouble. Like, I mean, it worked. So yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was in a series of like ten movies without getting into trouble. Everybody, that's amazing. Yeah, like if this was nineteen eighties, I mean, <laughs> like, he'd have died. He yeah, would have died. It would have been a whole different story. But <laughs> anyway, uh, our our thoughts on MCU. MCU, yeah. thumbs down. But uh, <laughs> oh, another, moving on, moving on. Another sequel coming out, which is I don't know, maybe more interesting. But yeah. so as we were in our what twenties and uh, going into our thirties, like a oh, Halloween tradition for everybody was there was a new Saw movie. New Saw movie yeah. was coming out every Halloween, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. You could set your watch to it, and they—they they, much like the MCU. I don't know how they did it, but every single year they put out a new Saw movie. Mm-hmm. The quality, I mean, and I, you know, over the middle ones, you could kind of debate it, but I mean, they definitely like the first Saw way up there, and then it's oh, just great. off a cliff from there. <laughs> and like, and what what do you think of them? But uh, eventually, they cut it out. They were like, okay, this is this is it. And, uh, they did Spiral, which we've talked about. Uh, Saw X came out last year. Well, or just a few months ago. I mean, uh, well, Saw X did so well that next Halloween we are getting Saw 11. So maybe Saw will be back on our annual Halloween calendars. Fuck me. So, so have you seen Saw X? I haven't. I haven't. You know yeah, what? I mean, neither. It, it, it's it's too long. It looks like the is it like a buck? Is it like a buck fifty or something like that? Yeah, too long. like like one forty five, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah that's too it's long. Too much for yeah, that's too long. Man, I'll check. I'll be checking it out probably over the our holiday. But uh, here's the thing, man. I th- I we both found the whole idea kind of confounding. But are we just literally going to totally brush off Spiral now? I think so because I, 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 it's over. No more spirals. No more spirals, man. Yeah. That sucks. It does. That fucking sucks. We talked about it with Saw X, and it was kind of like, uh, well, you know, well, that's a prequel, kind of, right? Yeah, it's a prequel. So I'm okay. assuming this will be the sequel to a prequel. Well, I, I, I don't <laughs> oh, know. God, I, I hope not. I, I don't know. I don't know. Saw Zero. Yeah, that's like a, the Borderlands pre-sequel sequel type thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the spiral thing we've talked about it on here before. Like, and when Saw X came out, we were kind of like, well, you know, I guess they're doing a prequel here, but we'll see what they'll do with Spiral in the future. But I think this cements that um, Spiral yeah, was over. a one, one and done thing. Man, it's a shame. I liked I liked the direction they went with that, you know. And I thought Chris Rock kicked ass. So I I just yeah, it's a real it's disappointing to hear, to be honest with you. I, but we'll see. Maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. Genre of the future. It's the last week of December, and uh, there's not a lot coming out, but there's a few things. And one thing that's coming out really caught me off guard. It's perfect for the time of year. It's, it's a pretty cool subject, but um, 
I don't know. When I saw that it was coming out, it just totally shocked me on December the 25th. Limited theater release, actually. Yuletide Horror, a documentary that's about some of the folk uh, practices around Christmas, but also Christmas horror movies. I think that's really cool. I mean, yeah, I, I love horror movie. Doc I love movies about documentaries just in general, or documentaries about movies. I just like mm -hmm. that in general. But this is a real, the trailer doesn't really give you much, but um, it's a really, really cool subject. And I'm always like thinking like, what, like this month, even this month, I've been like, what Christmas movie, what Christmas horror can we do? And it's surprisingly hard to find. Like every yeah. year I think that. So this seems like a really cool documentary. Yeah, I uh the fuck the trailer by the way. I think the trailer's terrible. I think it's a terrible trailer. Yeah. It doesn't give it. you it doesn't show you anything. It's like does this weird thing with Macaulay Culkin. I just I don't know. Really quite strange. That said, what a could be awesome. Could be fucking awesome. I'm I've been in a real documentary mood. After we talked about uh Murder in the Front Row, I rewatched that. Yeah. And I like I'm like I love that kind of like just kind of grimy get get down to the nitty-gritty. I hope they do that. I hope they get really nitty-gritty with some of like the stories behind this. But this looks cool. The limited theater uh theater uh thing is is shocking to me. So, yeah, I guess if you see that out in your neighborhood, go check it out. Check it out. I mean, it, it it's it's a Christmas movie and it's a Christmas horror movie and and based on the trailer, it's a bunch of Christmas horror movies. Mm -hmm. there. But yeah, I would say check it out. Oh, in a couple of weeks we're going to do our our annual least and most favorite movies oh, from nice. the previous year but right now i am going to nominate the uh most unwieldy title of the year <laughs> coming to netflix on uh december the 22nd rebel moon colon a child of fire colon part one it's coming December the twenty second. Zack Snyder, I like Sophia Botella. She, but she's always in. She's in a lot of sci fi movies, but they always tend to be kind of bad. What I think, and I might be wrong, but I, uh, this uh, Rebel Moon, Child of Fire Part One, uh, I, I think it's over two hours, but I think there's a longer, like four hour cut of it. It seems to me like they're trying to inorganically create that whole. Um, that Justice League Snyder cut thing. Mm. I think they're trying to create that with this. And I don't know the trailer. One thing we know. What's your opinion of Zack Snyder? Uh, man, I don't. I don't know. I don't really have one. Like <laughs> I the, that's everyone's opinion. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's made some shit that was really cool. Like three hundred is awesome. Three hundred is like amazing. Three hundred is awesome. Yeah, and deserves all the credit it gets. Um, mm -hmm. but the Justice League movies are just real, real bad. Mm -hmm. And I know, man, he went through some real personal shit. During he went through some that. shit. Yeah, he did. Yeah, dude. So it's like, it's really hard to judge like anything that happened or was involving him during that period of time. Mm -hmm. I think he's got a great imagination and I think he's got a real he eye does. for really grand shit. I was going to say, wow. just say it. The dude makes the best fight scenes this side of Ridley oh, Scott. Okay, sure. Fuck <laughs> he, he, makes, he knows his way around a fight scene. Absolutely. He, he's a yeah. he's a master uh, for sure. Or, yeah. well, he's real good at it. He's and, yeah, he's, he's and up this, there. and honest to God, when I was watching this trailer with my nephew like a while back, he's a huge Warhammer guy. He thought this was a Warhammer movie, oh, um, okay. which, which you know, it does kind of look like a Warhammer movie. But that said, that's a cool, that's a cool comparison. If right. you know what Warhammer is, that's a really grand, giant fucking space battles takes place over a hundred thousand years of history. Like it's really epic, mm -hmm. and it, this has all the trappings of that kind of epic shit. I'll I'll check it out. I I, I liked uh, his last the zombie movie. Um, I actually liked it. I thought it was 
quirky. You know, it had like this kind of like humor to it. it. Wasn't a great fucking movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it was very entertaining. And uh, I, I can see this being entertaining. Weird. I think it's going to be weird and hard sci-fi way out there. Real epic fantasy sci-fi shit. So if that sounds that sounds cool to you, check it out. The trailer, dude, there's so many. There's a bunch of trailers for all of this stuff. There's so much stuff happening in these trailers. It's kind of just like, forget about it. But um, yeah. I think it looks cool, personally. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Zack Snyder. I'll give it a shot, though. Well, Zack Snyder, like uh, when I first saw Watchmen, I thought it was amazing. I oh. loved it. Loved Watchmen. I got the uh, four hour. So oh, this has wow. been Zack Snyder saying like his entire he career. Long shit. Yeah. He, he gets one in the theater, and then there's like this longer cut. Um, but I, I got the four hour cut where it also had like the uh, the animate animated stuff in it, like the Curse of the Black Freighter. Yeah, it? that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I like Sucker Punch. I know that a lot of people. Oh yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people don't really care for it. I think like you said, imagination. Yeah, Zack Snyder, his eye for the visual yeah. medium is amazing i think sucker punch is grand i know people are like uh like you know it's he sexualizes women in it and uh and i don't think he's that kind of person i just think that movie in particular got flat and based on how they could dress i can see the complaint though i think the movie doesn't so much do it but uh, right, anyway right. um I think that where he's lacking is in his storytelling. Now, I haven't seen the Snyder cut of the Justice League, nor nor do I want to. So that's that's what it is. With that. I haven't seen the movie with the owls in it just because it looks stupid. Um, right, right. This movie, it looks like, and I mean, I, I I'm willing to bet money that this will have the best sci-fi action scenes of this year and probably up until june comes out next year like i'm sure the actions scenes in this are amazing yeah like using sucker punch is the same example when it comes to storytelling because like there's some pretty sensitive issues in that movie that are just yeah. i mean, I mean uh, sexual assault just very clumsily handled very, very, even even in a pre-me too world you're kind of like what the fuck it's yeah. like yeah. um and i'm pretty sure I, i'm not saying he's going to cover those same issues in this movie but any kind of deep storytelling i'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's lacking in rebel moon but uh yeah it does look like a fun watch and i the, uh, anthony hopkins has a part in that charlie I mean, hunnam i mean there's got a good cast yeah it, it looks like a really strong cast i i don't know about intentionally making a two-hour cut and then later releasing a i think this one's pg-13 the next one's going to be like a rated r four-hour cut or something like that um it's like trying to give yourself a nickname you know it doesn't work <laughs> like that <laughs> like it happened like the snyder cut or like you know it, it happened people were like "Ooh, i hear there's a snyder cut i want to see it like it was he didn't create that so right I don't know about them trying to do this, but um, I will say that I, I was impressed by the trailer um, and the most visceral level possible. I was very impressed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Can't call yourself meatball, Zach. <laughs> T-bone. <bro. laughs> when George tries to call himself T-bone in Seinfeld. Yeah. I go, yeah T-bone. You know, uh, my, my, my favorite trailer that we watched this week, and I, the Yuletide Horror one is really bad, so kind of just mm -hmm. X that off. Rebel Moon was good. It was really good. But yeah. I really liked A Vampire in the Family. That's coming to Netflix on December the 24th. And that trailer, it just, it had the vampire lore down. It was funny. And I don't know, it just looks like a really fun watch. I agree. I think it might show just a tad too much. 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it gives you a lot of the movie. It does. But yeah, it looks like a ton of fun. And uh, I think maybe it's wise. Uh, I always feel bad because, like, I just feel like foreign language movies just even if they're dubbed or whatever, people just blow by them. You know, if the yeah. trailer starts, oh, it's, oh, I'm not watching it. And that's fucked up because some of the best movies we've ever watched on this podcast have been foreign films that did not mm-hmm. have a lick of English in them. And uh, yeah, that, I hope people watch the trailer. I hope people actually sit through it because it's fun. I think it looks like a great time. Uh, and it's like, there, there's just like, there's just something about like these uh, kind of madcap horror like family, it's like gremlins, right? Like it's just like yeah. the perfect time of year for this that kind of shit. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be checking out a vampire in the family. It looks fun. yeah, it did. I don't. I totally agree with you. Um, unless it's a uh, Korean, it seems like nowadays, oh, uh, yeah. like people are gonna list, like you said, they're gonna blow past foreign language films, and that's a shame because um, yes, reading subtitles can be onerous, onerous, and yeah, sometimes. You don't want to sit there and read. I get it. Like, uh, like sometimes I'll get home and I really, really, really want to watch like so, a movie from wherever France. But uh, if I have the choice between watching something that I hear is really good or watching something I know is shitty, but it's in English and I don't have to read, sometimes I'll go with the shitty movie. Sure, I I, I totally get it. But that's when you have to kind of like make time for these movies, like and Vampire in the Family. Absolutely, like if you're on the fence and if you're one of those like I don't watch subtitle movies at least check out this trailer because I really think it'll convince you to give this subtitled movie a try. We've had our first movie. Uh, it, it's been in the batter serve batter circle. Is it batter's deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, it, on, yeah. Sure. on deck on deck. Yeah. It, on it's deck. been on deck for, for a few weeks now coming up on a month. Now we've been uh, waiting to talk about Mr. Oregon. But uh, it's uh, it's it's finally here. Mr. Oregon is a documentary, and if it sounds like an uninteresting subject initially, it's because it is uh, a documentarian. He finds out about a um, parking fiasco that's going on in front of an antique shop. Um, basically, people who park in front of this antique shop, they're getting their cars uh, booted, and uh, he decides he's going to look into it. As he looks into it, he's introduced to the titular mr organ and it leads to a years-long um torture between the documentarian uh, david farrier and mr organ so first question to you and it's loaded because i was asking these loaded questions but uh mm-hmm. is this the most engaging boring thing you've ever seen or is it just, <laughs> or is it just straight up boring i don't know what, what man i it's weird right like i i think at first glance, it is super boring. I think <laughs> I wasn't bored. I wasn't mm-hmm. bored. Um, I found, I found the way I found the setup really interesting. Right, the the whole yeah. the whole car park thing is a is a setup that, and it just goes in a, such a direction that you do not expect. Right. Like right away, it, it's real interesting. This movie, uh, and well, just. I think it's going to be totally subjective to the audience member, whether or not you one think this is interesting in the least, you know, I think if you're into psychology, maybe at all, I think you might find this really fascinating. I, I would say it's boring, but it's not like a boring, like look at your watch, check your phone, like, right. Like fast forward parts type of boring. Like it's intentionally boring. Like, and it's not that the subject, cause the subject matter is actually very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mr. Organ is interesting. Um, it's not shot in a way that's it's 
boring and when it's trying to prove a point and that how Mr. Oregon, Michael Oregon or Oregon or yeah, he wears you down. And the way that he the way that the film shows you wearing it is that they show him pretty much working on the, the documentary who has to who has stumbled across him. And it's uh, the only way that you can. And I don't think the, the documentary does a really good job of getting uh, getting across what an awful person Mr. Oregon is. But um, we only get a taste of it. But the only way mm-hmm. that they can show you or that you can feel his his power, for lack of a better term, is to see it in action. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just him grinding and grinding and wearing and talking and talking and talking. And it sounds like, oh, it sounds like, oh, why would I watch that? But it's you mentioned psychology. It's fascinating to watch how this human leech gets it gets into people's lives. It is, you know, you hear the word um, like a psychic vampire, you know, yeah, energy, energy vampire. <laughs> yeah, Colin uh, Robinson. Yeah, Colin Robinson, man. You hear that term a lot nowadays. And uh, I mean, if you've ever been around somebody, which, you know, I definitely have. If you've ever been around somebody who has that ability, it's it's weird. It is weird how they just exhaust you. You know, you're just, you know, an eight hour work day with a person like that is just like, it's like you spend all week with them. Um, it's hard to quantify that it's hard if you haven't experienced it you don't really know what somebody means when they say that about somebody else but this is about the most accurate illustration of like this type of person he is a fucking lunatic this fucking organ guy and like literally a fucking crazy person like the Mm -hmm. guy is he's obviously and we all know these people that are like they're pathological liars and they fucking believe their own bullshit. Like they right. actually like they're not lying to them because they actually for what it, you know they believe it. They're they're buying into yeah. their their nonsense. It's their it's, truth. It is their fucking truth, right? It's that's true to me now, mm-hmm. and that's what this fucking whole guy's whole existence is. And the fact that like uh, I think uh, Ferrier David Ferrier does like he says this fucking there's like this line that he it's like they're just it's kind of just a shot of like the cityscape, and he's like. I've realized, you know, that this fucking guy has learned to avoid legal problems and any direct blame for all this terrible shit. And he's an expert at this. It's like he's be, he has learned how to just live in society and be this leech with no repercussions. That is unbelievable that it is, one, possible, two, that he's been doing it for so long and that he is a person in which that on face value, you're like, dude, this is a fucking nobody. He's a bullshit artist, scam con man, nobody, but everyone's terrified to fucking death of the guy because you don't want to get on his bad side because the guy has nothing but time to fuck with you. It's, it's baffling this fucking guy, dude. And like I said, I, months ago when we were a couple, well, like a month ago when we watched this, you know, we we went out, we saw a movie away or whatever it was, and you're like, "What do you? Well, how do you feel about it?" And I was like, "Dude, I think he's like one of the scariest people I've ever seen on camera," you know. And it's not because he's really dangerous, really, but he is. You know, he's like dangerous in like the fucking eeriest, most fucked up way. It's weird, dude. And like, I just sorry, like I just kind of went on a rant, but like, I I can't express enough how taken aback I was by this fucking individual and to see it at work really pretty creepy (laughs) pretty creepy 
It's pretty wild. And it's like uh, you mentioned he's been doing it for years. And people use the term a lot, like hiding in plain sight. He's kind of doing that. He's just going about his life. But he's also constantly in the news. He's on TV. He's calling into radio shows. So he's in the public view. He's not really hiding But he's um he's also not really doing anything to remake. He's almost he's striving for attention, and that's one of the things that the uh, David Ferrier realizes is that uh, he likes attention. And you always hear about those people who like they're they're drama queens, or they like drama, or they're always you know feeding into rumors, or they you know they overreact to things. Everyone knows someone. Everyone's worked with somebody like that. But Mm -hmm. for him, there's. almost no gain to it whatsoever like he seems to get free lodging i don't think he has an actual job and nor has he had one for i don't know if he's ever decades had one yeah but financial gain doesn't seem to be his end goal like it although seems he does gain financially he does he does like he uses people to his advantage and he like you said he gains financially but it seems like he almost it he seems like he's kind of those I'm the smartest person in the room type of guy. You're right. It's, it's, it's scary. It's really frightening. He's like a mental terrorist. Cause it's, it's really frightening because he's also very, you're right. He's not a dangerous person per se, but there's a threatening quality about him. Like he makes subtle once or twice, he makes subtle outright threats, but sometimes just his manner, his way of speaking, he's very, I don't know. Like you said, creepy. It's it's not the type of person I would introduce my my daughter to. Type of thing. No, no. There's that. There's that one scene when he's so like it's in the trailer, so it's no spoiler. But like, he fucking goes to the fucking documentarian's house and steals his fucking house key. The fucking guy did that for fucking certain. There's no doubt about it. There's no fucking doubt about it. A guy later in the documentary like mentions that you know this is what he did. It is only it is a psychological terrorism. And when he's sitting in that meeting with uh, with David Ferrier, and he's like. David, the people that took your key, David, they're not people you want to mess with. And he's talking about himself, right? Like he's he's literally speaking about himself. You can tell in his fucking voice, like he wouldn't he would pass a lie detector test. He would pass it. Oh, are you talking about somebody else, uh, Mr. Oregon? Yeah, I am. Well, he would pass that because he in that moment, I'm sure he fucking believes it is somebody else. It's fucking creepy, man. And like anybody who would go to that extent. To fuck with your head is, you know, and like, I'm not saying David isn't asking for it, dude. Like the fucking guy put the fucking Mr. Organ in his crosshairs and Mr. Organ in turn put his crosshairs on that motherfucker. He responded. <laughs> he responded in kind. Do I feel bad? No, David Fair is an investigative journalist and he made a fucking very, you know, what I would think is probably going to be a real, relatively successful documentary about this. Yeah, he's to gain and, you know, he put himself there, but it doesn't take away from the fact that the fucking guy is like a shark in the water with blood. You know, there's like, Mm-hmm. you can just sense that the guy sees another opportunity to gain whatever it is from this document, this documentary. I think only when David Ferrier realizes like, oh, I'm totally just playing into this fucking guy's hands. Does he pull back and start to like see the forest through the trees? It's interesting. It's really, and without getting too much into it, like they, they interview other people who um, Mm-hmm. Mr. Organ has entered their lives. Like some of these cases end in tragedy, like, and, and, and literal death. 
literal death. And when they speak with the people, whether they're former roommates, former, you know, friends, friends of roommates, family members, even who off camera, they, they speak like everyone is completely shaken up by, by this guy. And it's because he's just a little frumpy dude who just has the gift of gab. I mean, this guy could filibuster. I mean, that's, oh, my goodness. It, and it's uh, Farrier's an interesting character. So, and Farrier at one point he says that, like you know, oh, he he starts off saying that when I first found out about, it, I thought it would just be this little, you know, silly little fluff story. Like mm -hmm. he didn't think there was much to it, but uh, mm -hmm. watching him over the course of this, story, you can see how Oregon's wearing on him. Like he starts off kind of like I wouldn't say happy go lucky, but he's just he's an investigative journalist doing his his journalist thing. By the end of the movie, he's like, you know, broken beer, <laughs> worn down, like he's trying, he, like yeah, he's been through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. And to yeah, and like I mean, it must have taken a year or more, I think, probably between the start of the documentary and the end. Yeah, it the the physical mental toll of this fucking guy fucking with him is obvious on his face. Again, I think it's fucked up because when you see Mr. Oregon, you know, he, he gets upset. You know, there's definitely a couple times you can tell that, you know, he's he's not happy with, you know, where things have gone. And he's not happy with being called out, you know, like the way he's been called out. But like, it's creepy because like you can see his wheels turning and it's like, how is he going to use this to his advantage? You know, how is and I'm sure he will. I'm sure, you know, if you looked up what's happening with the guy right now, I'm sure he's up to something, you know, and, and probably involving this. He's probably got some lawsuit involved or whatever. You know, hoping to settle out of court and make more money. You know, it it just seems like this never-ending cycle with this guy. And uh I, I think the uh I think the toll that you see on Farrier is, you know, I think it's you needed to see it because it almost it almost sounds like bullshit, like that, that this guy could be that, that he could do all this and affect people this way. You get to see it firsthand here, and I think that makes the documentary a little bit more impactful. Absolutely, he's a he's a super villain. Like he's one of yeah. those that, like the, like the cult personality type thing. Like mm -hmm. he's like a great example of it. Except he and he has the same like megalomania. He he craves that same power or attention or something. But uh, he's not trying to build this huge cult or this huge network. And he's not really out to physically harm people. He's just out to. I don't know. To destroy them. Yeah. God, in, in the weirdest way, it's like. I don't know. It's like, like he's it, addicted to fucking with people. It's like he's yeah. like it's like his kink, his his whatever gets him off is that. I think it's like it's like he's a whole lot like a serial killer. You know, it's That's true. he has he has an mo. He's repeated it multiple times on multiple people, and it works. Well, we've talked about it on this uh, a few weeks ago. We mentioned like whatever happened in the horror movies are like crazy for the sake of crazy, and he like really fits that. Like he's. Yeah. Just he finds a target, however he does it. I'm sure. I'm sure he researches these people before he gets into it, and then he once he's in, he's in. He's isolated. It's almost. It almost. It's cult behavior. He cuts them off from their friends and family. He speaks for them. There, uh, the lady that he's currently living with. Like a lot of times, she's she's answering really monosyllabically, or she looks to him a lot before she answers. Like mm -hmm. she's laughing nervously a lot. Like he, it's. Yeah. It's very unsettling to watch. It's kind of like when you watch a, a true crime documentary and they show you like, like a, 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 a like when the police are interviewing them or something, but they only show you like you know ten or fifteen seconds, and you're like, man, that was like the most fucked up part of it. Like, but this is like ninety minutes of it. Like, it's 
It's crazy. Um, but Mr. Organ, it's out in, a, I think it's just playing at the Alamo right now. And then it's going to be hitting a, a VOD and, and a digital after that. It's available today. So not today. So. Oh, well, there you go. See or no see? See it. See it. Yeah. I think uh, this is one of the more, this is one of the standout movies of the year for me, just for it being so, you know, just, it's, it's very, it's just fascinating. This is for me. This is a very subjective thing. I think, I think a lot of people are going to be bored by it and don't give a shit, but like, what a what an interesting picture into psychology of of a fucking crazy person. Check it out. Oh, a bus term for us for this show is character study. Like we throw that around all the time. But really, this might be the best characters, and this is the definition of a character study. It is so interesting to watch. Like pacing wise, is it you know in your face like with these crazy twists and turns in action? Not at all. But it is. If you said fascinating, yeah, engaging, fascinating, intriguing. It is an amazing watch. I would definitely say check out Mr. Oregon. Our feature presentation is our final movie in our holiday horror month. And it's a strange one. It's super unique. Um, to the best of my knowledge, it is the only holiday musical zombie apocalypse. I, I, I'm thinking it's the only one. I can't think of another off the right. top of my head. Yeah, yeah I'm, okay. I'm sure someone could correct me on that. But yeah. um, as horror movies go, I, you know, there's not too many. I guess the the Demon Barber, the Todd, Todd Oh, yeah, it's yeah, Sweeney but, Todd, yeah, yeah. Sweeney Todd, yeah. But, um, and the Apocalypse. It's um, about a high school student who, it's your typical coming of age story type thing. Like she's, she, her parents want her, or her dad wants her to go off to college. She wants to see the world. There's a friend who likes her, a boyfriend who's an uh, ex-boyfriend who's an asshole and the uh, then the apocalypse apocalypse zombie apocalypse comes and then the music comes so uh, uh. it's a musical so the very first thing we we, we have to talk about like the soundtrack um uh. the first two or three songs I, i'd say up until the first song this was made six years ago so i, yeah. I can't believe it was six years ago so yeah, spoiler crazy. alert there are a lot of twists in it, believe it or not. Um, maybe not twists, but there's there's some surprises in it. And we won't go over that. But we'll we'll talk about some stuff that uh, that that happens in the movie. But um, I would say up until the first song sung by the uh, when the uh, headmaster and her yeah. dad are doing, the, I'd say every song up until there was really cool. Like I was super enjoying them. There's kind of a drop off in quality from there, but overall, really good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I agree with you. The uh, I think the the first bit. I think the first bit of the movie is actually the best. Yeah, it's like some of the best stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's not a bad soundtrack. I think though the singing they're great. They're great yeah. voices. The 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 songs are well put together. I don't. I didn't always love the repetition. How repetitive some of those songs were. My yeah. biggest problem with the music in this on a musical. <laughs> <laughs> was that the music didn't the musical tone didn't fit the rest of the movie i oh, thought man i'm so glad you brought that up but go ahead yeah i i thought oh, virtually not every time but virtually every time they break into a musical number it completely ground the fucking movie to a halt most of the time they were very like sad fucking le miserable shit like fucking i I get that everybody, like, the whole point is, like, everybody's coming of age. Everybody's going through shit. They're all young people going through. Like, yeah, I get, I get it. 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 But, man, did they not repeat that formula eight times in a fucking row in this movie? Got a little tiresome. And the, the tonal shift bugged me. 
and you covered a lot of the stuff that I want to talk about. So, I, <laughs> sorry. I, no, no, that's great. That's great. So, um, one of the things I was going to ask you was how well the music was integrated into the movie because um, that's difficult. It's super difficult, it and uh, and and it's a reason that I don't I don't really care for musicals all that much because more often than not, it's not done very well. As a matter of fact, Sweeney Todd, or, uh, I know a lot of people. I I, I can't stand that movie. Uh, I've never seen the actual musical, but I'm not a fan of the movie. I, I don't like it. Just I, I don't. I don't think it flows very well. This movie, I think it's the same way. I, I do like the music. I think it's really good. Um, there's some really good, like, like, like to, you know, toe tappers in this. I think yeah, there's some. There, there, yeah, you're right. Like they, I would say the first two are because this is before the actual. Fit. Yeah, yeah. But before the actual plot starts, before the horror, and they're introducing you to everybody, and it's a high school movie at this way. It's a high school music. Right. At this point, so yeah. super easy to get the songs going, and it's flowing really well. But once the story kicks in and there's action going on, um, there is one song when the uh, the 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 ex boyfriend um, he's kicking ass, and I think that's I in, love that song. That's a really great song, and it's also integrated really really well. But it's, that's it is. it's the only time that the movie, but it's also different than all the other ones because, like you said, uh, so this movie tonally is really weird because I agree. You you would think like oh this is a this is zombie con this is Shaun of the Dead kind of type of thing but then the non musical parts are ultra serious like it's very very serious what they're going through and people die in this and it's it's very 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 it, it's sad it's supposed to be sad and moving but then the <sighs> music is kind of shoehorned in and like like and they said, play some of it for laughs yeah like and, but it's supposed to be funny I think yeah I think. I think I I don't know, man. I that was my biggest fucking problem with it was that it just the tone was all over the place. One day or one moment, they're they're like smashing a zombie's head with the toilet, and it's like done in this like very like cartoonish way. And then there's like the fucking rat number in the High School Musical fucking cracked my shit up. But like the mm. fuck, they're, they're, like there is like these there are really funny moments and really slapstick shit. Yeah, there's good stuff in it. Um, right next to right next to the deadliest serious conversation about like father daughter. Like, get the fuck out of here! Like, yeah, I, I, like I, I didn't like that. I don't like that. Like, there's this really funny scene where one of the characters, uh, it, it's a high school um, Christmas musical, and she sings this innuendo innuendo filled super sexy song in front of all these <laughs> yeah, and it's really funny and it's meant to be funny. It's an it's intentionally played for laughs, but then. 20 minutes later like someone's best friend is dying or someone makes a revelation about their father and yeah. it's like a really hardcore thing and you're like what just happened like just five minutes ago this zombie was peeing on somebody's head like yeah. <laughs> why why is this person dead now like i don't i don't understand and yeah i was like <laughs> yeah I, that was a weird scene <laughs> yeah like i i, I get into the movie and then all I'm just like immediately out of it, like. But that the kicking ass song worked because oh. it's a fight scene and it's a fight song, so it, it works yeah. perfect. And it's the only uh, aside from the non zombie parts, it's the only time where the movie is able to 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 merge the actual story with the music. I told yeah, you're one hundred percent. That's the only integration in the entire. Every other thing is like this real big aside. You know, mm -hmm. like in the bowling alley, there's like three of them. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, 
fucking cut it out. And then, like, I was even a little bit confused uh, by the one relationship between the skinny kid and the, the other girl. Like, I didn't understand why that was taking so much precedent over the other stuff that was happening. Like, even mm-hmm. when they were just doing the movie part, like, I didn't. I didn't think the characters were like consistent. Like probably Anna's like probably the most and her and her ex-boyfriend like are the most consistent, I guess. Right. Like you said, it was really hard to get me like get into it, get into this movie. Like I I was fighting, you know, playing Pokémon on my phone. Yeah, and and you're right with the characters because um the characters on the surface are are they're straight up high school characters. So and then and, and to me, I like those kinds of movies. So to me, they're interesting. Like Anna's interesting, and it's interesting to see what's gonna happen between her and her friend. And then uh, there's the her other friend who sings the sexy song who has a boyfriend and they're very hypersexual or whatever. Yeah. And that's common to these types of movies. Sure. The ex-boyfriend who um sometimes they could just be a straight up asshole, sometimes they seem like an asshole, but they have a kind heart, and that's what we have in this one. Anna's like across the board. She's the same from beginning to end. And then I and I I, I she ends up being I think she was my favorite character. But that's oh. why because she's like you said most consistent. But mm-hmm. then you get an ending where um, not everyone dies. You get a couple of survivors. But uh, aside from her, so spoiler, she's the final girl. She makes it through. But aside from her, the other two, you're kind of like at least me. I was just like. Meh. Like it could have been anybody. Like it, it, if it felt kind of undeserved, especially for the person who was driving. I was just like, oh boy. I was like, why them? Like that's that kinda... that character was totally fucking irrelevant, dude. Totally, yeah. totally irrelevant. Yeah, undeserved. I thought that whole last man, like the last ten minutes of that movie, I I really disliked the dad stuff at the end. Mm-hmm. I I thought that was just like cheap. It was just like really cheap playing playing at your heartstrings, and it's like not yeah. it's not good music. the The songs are super boring uh, right. at that point, and yeah, the undeserved is like even Anna to some degree. I'm like, dude, you didn't really do you didn't do anything to deserve living. You just kind of lucked out through this whole thing to some degree. But yeah, um, there was no one there was no one to really latch onto. The the one kid I actually with the light up uh, shirt. He oh, was yeah. probably like he, he was, was probably like my favorite for a while, mm-hmm. but then he even he becomes just he just goes away, yeah. and it felt like this was a fun, cool concept, and I'm sure it was like a hell of a lot of fun to make. I, maybe it suffers from some editing or some I don't know. It, it feels like a cool concept that like the execution was just kind of weird. It felt like it felt like the people who wrote the music and the people who wrote the rest of the movie weren't the same person. Yeah, on different pages. Like uh and because of that, like the movie and and you do need this in a zombie movie. Like there has to be a sense of urgency, especially because yeah. this is a straight up like traveling from one side of town to another story. Very common in the zombie subgenre. Uh um, there's like no sense of urgency. And I think it's because to your like what you're saying, like the music just kind of cuts in and it takes away from the the the, the drama of, of of the chase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have been uh day of the dead with music man they could have mm-hmm. they could have done that they they had every opportunity to um and you know well it gets me to my you know question to you i mean at, the, at its core yeah this is a zombie movie man what what did you think of the zombies like, like you said there's no urgency but like did they did they scare you even um, a little bit they're all right i mean i think there were some good kills in it there's some uh, decent kills. Yeah. yeah, there's some pretty good kills. The zombies, uh, pretty run of the mill to me. I mean, uh, we just saw, a, um, we 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 are not just saw. We've seen some pretty good ones over the years. So, yeah. um, this would probably be in the bottom of the yeah. of the list of them. But they're they're not bad. They're just super generic. 
super generic and i thought the same thing for the uh like i guess i won't spoil it but the, there is like a new bad that kind of shows up at the end and i i thought that was half cocked too i thought that was like a mm -hmm. half-baked horse thing that just you know ultimately didn't mean anything anyway so i'm yeah, and, and law of diminishing returns too. So when you have this kind of movie, when yeah. someone when they're on the run from someone's going to get cut, get bit by a zombie, Absolutely. and then the rest of the group is going to have to make the decision: should we kill him or should we not kill him? Yeah. But if you do it three or four times, it's kind of like okay. Like first time I was kind of in it, second time uh, by the last time you're just like just get it over with, just kill yeah. the fucker. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You've That's already done it to three previous people. Like, just, just, get, just, it just get it over. We know what you're gonna <laughs> do. Um, this this is one of those endings where um, you, you could go either way. It, it, it does have uh, it, it resolves everything. You can just yeah. end the movie there, but it's open enough to where there could be a sequel. It they just announced it, like literally just announced it, uh, last month that uh, they would be willing to get the crew together, and uh, they have an idea for a sequel do you think they could uh tighten this up and do something with it because honestly you know what i think it ended fine i i don't see any sure. in doing a sequel. oh we've seen way worse endings uh yeah no you don't need a fucking sequel to this why 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 what's yeah what are you gonna sing about now like, <laughs> like the fucking the world's over and there's zombies now you, you sing about going to get gas for your fucking generator like cool i don't know ah no, I, I I I wouldn't have any interest in in a sequel to this. I think the bones of a cool thing is there. I have a hard time. I don't know. Maybe next time do like a like a vampire musical or like a or werewolf. That that might be better. Um. Yeah. So um, Anna and the Apocalypse. It's on Shutter right now. See, it is or no see. Nah, nah. I think you can. I think you can pass on this one. I, I don't think it's a god awful movie. I, I don't. I, I we've there, there's been a lot worse that I've recommended. But this is a this movie <laughs> this movie this movie feels long and it doesn't feel it's not entertaining. It, I didn't find it super entertaining. I found it frustrating. So no, I'd pass on this. You know, when when this movie came out a few years back, I remember they would constantly show this trailer at the Alamo. Yeah. Like constantly for months, it seemed. Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. You're right. You're right. They were always showing this trailer, and then I never heard about it again. Like, because like watching the trailer, I was like, "Oh, this for sure is going to be like a holiday horror mainstay." Like, I'll hear about this every year. Someone will say they've discovered it, or someone will talk about how they want. And I swear, I never heard about it again after that initial one. Like, occasionally, I'd see a, a picture of it, or when someone would say, "Like, you know, your top ten underrated horror movies," I hear about it here and there, but um. I never, ever, ever heard about on like this mass level. And uh, I always wondered why, because it seemed like it had all the ingredients for, for the holiday horror. And then after watching the movie, I understand why, like it's, uh, it's just not that good. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what it amounts to. Um, great idea. Some catchy songs. If you're into zombies and yeah, it's a zombie movie, but um, the movie itself, unless you're into musicals and you have to like really be into musicals. Like, I don't, I would say pass on it. Um, every Saturday, you can find us here. We're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network, where they have all sorts of horror-themed podcasts, including ourselves. We also have an open review policy. New Year is coming up, so if you have anything at all, and it doesn't matter what subject, send it to us. We're always down to try out new things. We're, we are always down to clown. You can clown with <laughs> us on the old social media twitter and instagram at adventures and movies and we can find us individually on there as well at adventures and nathan for 
The guy I call Patrick, and I'm Blake. I'm on Twitter at Four Eyed Horror, and Regina, she's plotting. She's she's up to something, man. She's a danger Chavez. And next week, I'm in the habit of just telling you what we're watching these days. So, Angel Baby, man, we just talked about this, and well, there's going to be some Blackwood evil on there as well. So, tune in for that. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. Amazon Music has podcasts now, including ourselves. You can also go to More Really Beautiful. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. Imagine me singing you a jaunty number as we go on.